got my shirt on inside out. <laughs> but nobody would know. That's the beauty. I'm a 1950s greaseball. <laughs> okay, we're doing okay. Uh, we're doing a recording today, and um, I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. What is this charade, isn't it? What is this charade, Stuart? Why are we doing this? Am I introducing or are you introducing? Have I started? The, have I started the introduction already? As always, we're here to connect you with other people with similar interests and worries. We are the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast, and in today's episode, we're going to be we're going to be talking about trespassing and squatting opportunities, ideas, concepts, which is something that's coming up quite regular. You know, you might have some squatters in your local area, and they're ordinary people. You know, they're not all drug addicts. Sometimes they're quite well well organised. I'm Stuart, the Wild Man Mabbot. And uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. You know, I'm still up in Manchester and uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of thinking about coming back to Oxford, doing some work. But it's sort of the biggest challenge I've got at the moment is just trying to work out how to make my work a little bit more enjoyable. And hopefully it will be have an impact on the people I'm working with. Who is the co-host of this charade? (laughs) <laughs> it's always charade, isn't it? Yeah, my name is William Manclay. Thanks very much for being with us. Um, yeah, meandering style conversation as always. It's just how we roll here. And but I just like to say right now off the bat, thanks very much for listening to this show. Each and every one of you, especially you, sat in your car driving to Aldi trying to buy some pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a photographer. I do a live show. Uh, my biggest challenge this week has just been to keep my energy levels going. It's been a uh, a relatively tiring week. I don't know why, um, but yeah, I just I just needed to maintain, uh, manage manage my energy levels and, and make sure I eat well and sleep well. And uh, I've not always managed that, and I don't judge myself too much. But that's that's been one of my challenges this week. And uh, exploring the big issues as we do on this podcast takes energy. We don't just turn the microphones on and chatter. Uh, and the, the subjects we cover and the questions we cover. They all interplay amongst each other. It can stretch from anything from social justice to philosophy, human condition and sustainability. Mm. So, um, you know, we've got no scripts, never do. Um, And we hope by keeping these big challenges in your consciousness gets you thinking about them. And we hope through this podcast you start to appreciate your role in the ecosystem, the nature and the environment around you. If anybody's got a question for us, William, how can they email us? Yeah, you, you, I, I'm not getting this in now, am I? Because you're getting it before I am. Uh, the people's yeah. countryside at gmail.com. You're doing it because you don't want to do the email address, Stuart. Yeah, it's, no, the, <laughs> it's the people's countryside at gmail.com. Um, email us there. Contact us through the various methods. I mean, send us a carrier pigeon. You know, you could do that, couldn't mm. you? And something uh, that's happened. Uh, what, what day are we recording this, William? Uh, I believe it's a Friday. Friday the 6th of August. To give you Friday a real time of August. at twelve thirty-two p.m. GMT. Yeah, and uh, yesterday I had the third go at dyeing my hair. There's more green, like I said. It's uh, I, people are green with envy. It's <laughs> it's very very colourful. And um, yeah. we we did a recording today uh, with Heli in Finland, didn't we? And uh, mm. she seemed very um, very happy. She really liked it. Yeah. She, she really took to it. That, yeah, and that was on the similar subject we're going to be talking about today. That was about the right finish as a Finn, because uh, she was on Zoom from Finland, 
uh, the, their perspective of the right to roam, and we were talking about the, the mass trespassing that are happening in this country, in the UK, as protesting about how we're being excluded from land. So we're going to release that as a film, potentially, and the audio. So, And Paco's question today is, is along the similar lines. Do you want to read through it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stuart, you asked me, you said right at the start of this, you know, who's going to start this episode and who's going to read out the questions? And, and uh, we're going to be recording another two episodes today and I'm looking at the questions. I'm thinking, yeah, I can see why Stuart doesn't want to read them out because they're, they're quite long, quite long questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Paco, Where's Paco from? Paco, Paco, Paco from? is from a place called Wimbledon, uh, which is known for its Wombles. No, it's down in south, uh, south uh, west of London. Um, it's known for its uh, tennis competition, isn't it? Mm. I thought, though yeah. I, I've dropped on a little tangent, I don't think Wimbledon itself, the Lawn Tennis Association, is actually in Wimbledon. I, I, I have know. no idea. Yeah, it's one of those no strange idea. things. Anyway, so yeah, Paco's question, um, it's a relatively long one. There's a few questions actually packed into this. So we'll do what we normally do. We just probably unpack it as slowly and go, yep. go through each question. Um, so his question is, is it justified nowadays to use trespass and squatting activities to highlight disparity between the haves and the have-nots, especially as there are now load of empty domestic and commercial properties out there in the UK. While these places remain empty, our leaders keep building, building, building to house the homeless and those in overcrowded populations. Is there an argument for the people to mobilise and use trespass and squatting activities to reclaim these lands and property that are still empty for the people? Or is it an unfair on is it unfair on the people who own these entities? Or is that where the issue really is? Ownership. We don't really own anything. We're mere custodians, which is a very Buddhistic. And I like that word. I actually thought that was just maybe one of those words that you can just make up in English. But actually, it's, it's in the dictionary. Buddhistic way of looking at things. Is property ownership in all its terms where we're going wrong? Now, that does. That does really... Um, relate to what we talked about with with Heli because we were talking about mm. the right to roam and we actually went mm. into we touched we touched heavily upon this ownership and it's really yeah. quite interesting you get all you get all these places that are really empty uh, are empty and, and just not being used I mean I can think of at least right off the top of my head I can think of one property that has been empty for years that hasn't been used it's like yeah mm. there are people that are homeless. And it all, mm. but I think it's I, I think it just again boils down to this thing about it being in the UK. The ownership is the the pinnacle of achievement here in the UK. What do you think, Stuart? Mm. Yeah, uh, we haven't released uh, uh, Helly's episode yet, but no, yeah, no. It, it's just intriguing where lots of these questions, when you actually start looking through this entire archive, they all entwine. A, a lot of it comes. Start... A lot of it comes back to social injustice. It, it feels. Yeah. I'll uh, start from the top on this. Is it justified nowadays to use trespass and squatting activities to highlight the disparity between the haves and the have-nots? I think everything's justified as long as it's done in the right way. You know, it's not done violently, you're not killing people. You, you, you know, it's not what's done, it's how done. So is it, it is squatting and trespass justified? Yeah, I, in some ways it is. Um, it says, especially as there are now loads of empty domestic and commercial properties out there in the UK. Yes, this is a easily overlooked problem. 
um, we just we it's easy to go like uh, go down a certain streets and see them. Oh well, the shops are closing and, and moaning about that without even correlating that actually that could be shelter for somebody. So it's good to raise that and, and just keep it in people's minds. And then the next part of the question, while these places remain empty, our leaders keep building, building, building to house the homeless and those in overcrowded populations. I think we, we need to dig down into what what um, energises the ability just to leave a property empty long term. Hmm. It's probably because the person who owns it got so much money that, that it doesn't matter to them. And a lot a lot of the times, these things are allowed to fall into disrepair over a decade or so. Uh, I'll give you an example. There are a number of stadiums that have dodgy business plans claiming that they're not viable, so that they close them. Uh, and you know they've closed them to build houses, to put in a housing development. development. And as all this argument goes on for the next decade or so, saying, oh, well, it, this is a viable sports venue, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, you know, it's vandalised, it's burned, it falls into disrespect, disrepair. The council say, no, no, you can't, you can't, this is a leisure facility, you can't build housing on it. And after about a decade, sometimes two decades, sometimes three, the developer actually says to the council, puts in another building application. The council says, this is such a bloody eyesore. Let's just build on it. So, uh, 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 and that's why a lot of property is left empty. This build, build, build. There's a lot more quick money in new builds than, yeah. than converting old. Uh, uh, and a lot of councils, that they, they get business funding and grant funding in to build new properties and, and, and it's good for their portfolio. So look how good we're doing uh, and then covering up all the empty properties. So yeah, this is a massive hidden issue. Nobody needs to be on the streets in this country. No, because there's enough property. I, I was yeah. just, do you, I remember you telling me a story about um, actually somebody squatting here in Oxford in a, in a house, I think over in, in New Hinksy, am I right in saying? Yeah. Uh, Marlborough road. Uh, yeah. New Hinksy. Yeah, and, and yeah, he, do you want to just tell the story about that because that might open somebody's some people's might might just might change people's minds about squatting, especially because okay. squatting is seen as being invasive and and also being destructive, right? Well, there's two stories I'm thinking of. One, um, there was a guy, with a, a, an old chap, uh, and he passed away. He owned a house down in Marlborough Road, New Hinksy, Oxford, and uh, his relations were all in Australia. And uh, he died, the place was emptied, and it was just left empty. And after about six weeks, this squatter moved in. And uh, he, he, he did the house up, he did this, did that, did looked after the garden, and, 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 the, and the family said, oh, well, you know, we're in Australia, we've got no use for this property, just stay there for the time being. Anyway, 12 years passed, maybe 12, 13, 14. And then uh, somebody decided in the family in Australia they wanted to sell this property. And then they discovered they had they, they'd given up the legal ownership of it because this guy had lived there in in the court of law in this country. He lived there for twelve years, uncontested by the owners. So that by default, the ownership of that property went to him, which I thought was interesting. That's a rare one, but there was another one. There was a, a vicarage in Oxford, and uh, uh, one vicar retired, and they didn't get a new one in place. 
straight away. And they were thinking about selling the property. Anyway, over Christmas, some squatters moved in. They, they, they decorated the place. They, they did this. They did that. They improved some of the stuff. They didn't damage it. They broke in, but then they repaired the lock. And the, and the, and the church said, well, we're not going to throw you out over Christmas. Uh, don't do any damage. And, and you can be, as long as you're gone by Easter, that's fine because a new vicar's going in. And there's, a, and there's this assumption that squatters, uh, a, large, a large amount of the time that they are, there's a lot of drug dealing and they have dropouts and criminal. But there's this massive movement now of people who, housemates who can't afford to keep renting their property, they get together and say, like, let, 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 let's uh, open a new squat in an empty property. and have to break in, but let's repair the damage, do it up. Um, and, and the people who go allowed into that squat are by invitation only. And they're good people, you know. Uh, and so, so it's very easy to say squatters, they're, they're, they're all bad. Is it, is it making a point? I think it's making it. I'm not even going to ask that as a question. I'm going to say it's a statement from my own point of view. It's making a point that um, the properties, these properties that are empty, are just completely useless. You know, they're not being yeah. used for anything. There is a house, not in New Orleans. I was almost going to go into an animal song there. Yeah. There's a house uh, on, on, on on the hill. On Cowley Road. doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? There's a house on no. Cowley Road that I walk past. It's very close to where I live. That has been empty for 10 plus years. So detached house. And every time I walk past it, my, my initial in- instinct is, what a shame. What a shame. Mm. You know, not a shame on the, the people who own it, because it could be, I, I think there may be, potentially could be uh, difficult issues with the whatever for whatever reason there could just be problems with who owns that property right uh, but surely mm. surely somebody could do could use it and i think these mm. these uh so squatting is in a way is, is a form of protest because you're saying yep. right this place i'm going to go in there and it could actually force the hand of the property owner to actually do something about it actually do something mm. about the property I know. Yeah. I mean, if you think about somebody who's got a large property portfolio, there probably are some properties that they just don't even remember they've they've got, or they're just mm. concentrating on other properties. Um, yeah. And so I, I I'd say it's 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 a form of it's a form of oh, the police are here uh, coming yeah. after me. Um, <laughs> the um, it's a form it's a form of protest. That's yeah. really what we're talking about. Yeah, the, 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 so there's a good way of doing it and a bad way of doing it. So is mm, there an yeah, argument? Yeah. Like, like, like with any protest. There, there, there is for the people to mobilise and use trespass and squatting activities to reclaim these lands and properties for the people. And yeah, I, I think there, there is an argument and it's a valid argument. I would also say there are those that, that, that are squatting and there must be a, another way of talking about it. But those that are squatting are probably doing it for a bloody good reason, you know. They'd rather be uh, slightly like rather be unlawful and under a roof than be lawful and basically mm. getting wet and cold in the street. Yeah, I, you point out something good there. Uh, the legal term is squatting, but our vocabulary needs to be a bit wider. There, there are people, there, there are good squatters, bad squatters. There are people who who are doing it, actually doing up the property, highlighting that 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 these properties are empty. You know it's i don't know is i think there needs to be a new word come up in the vocabulary just well, I, I yeah as, oh, no i entirely agree because it's it's analogous in a way to how the how road usage is you seen you know that people mm. talk about oh drivers do this cyclists do that pedestrians do this taxi drivers do that rather than just saying 
road users <laughs> Mm. or that yeah. person has done this it's just the fact that they're mm. driving a car right now mm. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's i just think our, use of the language. way we use language yeah the way we use language and we often talk but about says, that we often talk about that you know it's a whole idea of you know uh, getting behind the label beyond beyond yeah. stereotypes anyway so the last part of paco's question uh is it unfair on the people who own the entities or is i think it can be at times unfair I mean, if it depends on the situation. I mean, it could be you did the timing and they were just about to turn it into a, a, a domestic accommodation and the timing was just wrong. Uh, if, if it's vandalised and smashed up, yeah, it can be unfair. Yeah, of course it can be unfair. The next mm. bit is, or, or is that where the issue really is? We don't own, we are mere custodians. Yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Ownership, ownership is an, a, a, a product of imagination. So mm. a lot of what the human condition is about imagining things. That's the reason why we as humans are such a prevalent species, because we can imagine things and we can imagine how things work. You know, how that's mm. how that's how we that's, I think that's how we become the, 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 sort of the head, the top species is because we've been able to sort of imagine and say, right, don't go over there because don't go fishing there because there's a lion there. And they go, oh, I won't go over there because there's a lion there. Can they can imagine it. You can pass on. That's how we pass on information. Mm. But actually, ownership in itself is just. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just in imagination, isn't it? It's just in mm. writing. It doesn't, it's not actually physically owning something. <laughs> or is that, is that, is, yeah. that, is that, is that a very socialist way of thinking about it or just a very, I don't know. Well, I've said before, and I, it came up in a previous recording that um, the indigenous cultures don't see they own anything. It's very much a white man's view. And that's a question that's actually being placed for us to talk about specifically that. Yeah, white man, white man and women see land as something they own, whereas indigenous people don't. Uh, and and the truth in the sustainable way again is somewhere in the middle. I, I like I like it. I like the last. I think actually, what really sums this whole question up from Paco is the last sentence. The last question is property ownership in all its terms, where we are going wrong. And I think that's there's a truth element of truth in that i don't think it's bad thing to actually own things you know it feels like you've mm. actually you've achieved something in life i think ownership is means something but it's how you use that ownership you know it's how you mm. how you enforce that ownership and we we, we i don't know when the, the the heli release is going to happen or the the, the release of with, with heli in finland's going to happen yeah. but it's this whole thing about um it may have already happened you don't know you know, is it you know the whole idea of property ownership? Is it mm. really, really necessary? Mm. And is it really? Um, is it's how it's how you know we were talking about a specific bill that's going to be put through Parliament, a specific mm. law that's going to come in, and how how that it could make trespass um, even more illegal than it already is, or it's become yeah. the, the legal the legality is stronger, right? And it, mm. it it just means it gives it gives those that are that want to prosecute more more power. Um, yeah. If you but if you are a landowner. You know, maybe it's maybe it's time to 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 think about it in a different way. You know, maybe try to try and try and stop thinking about it being right. This is my land. Nobody's allowed on here unless I say so. Uh, this is private property, and 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 look at it from mm. a different different angle. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Paco. That's a a a, a great question that ties in, um, and we're hoping to have more of these uh, questions, uh, the, these conversations in front of a live audience, William. 
Yeah, 25th of September. It's going to happen. Yeah, 20... It's happening, Stuart. Yeah, we've often spoken about we want to take this in front of a live audience. And uh, 25th gonna... of September, yep. 4.30 to 6.30, Body Vineyard in Oxfordshire. We're going to run a pilot of this in front of an audience of about, we hope, 20 to 30. We'll have two guests with us. We'll, we'll, we'll be on the stage or on a stage set. And we'll include the audience in the four questions because... The two guests will bring a question each. We'll bring a question, and then I'll offer my hat, and all the audience can put a question in, and it will be drawn randomly in the second half, and we can discuss that with the audience. And as it's a pilot show, you buying a ticket will come. Will 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 support. You'll 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 be part of the process of actually making this show. We want to yeah. test. This is a pilot show. We really want to test completely yeah. test it almost stress test it we want to find out yeah. what works find out what doesn't find out what you, you would like as well because we don't absolutely mm. everything you'd like from a live show in in essence it's going to be what we what you've been listening to for the last two years yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the essence of it and the essence of how Stuart and I are I mean mm. how it's going to be interesting because the dynamics of going back to into having guests again so we've had a guest face-to-face guest with dr tara piri we've had a guest yeah. over zoom uh with heli and it, the, the the dynamic changed quite, quite we felt that yeah. dynamic change didn't we but so it's going to be interesting to see what the live show dynamic would be like in front of a live audience where we can see the whites of your eyes and you can yeah. you can hold us down and not literally obviously you can pin us down on 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 on, on points we raise yeah and uh so it, it will be um, a face-to-face. It won't be recorded. It will, it will, it will, you have to be there to, to, to join in. Be there or be square. I, I needed to say that because, you know, I'm from, yeah. I, I grew up in the 80s, so, you know. Yeah. Okay, so we will be with you again soon. And the next question is going to be from Roman in Slovakia. He's yeah. got a personal question for us. And I think it's his third question. So ro- welcome back, Roman. Uh, it's nice to hear from you again. But yes, next episode. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you while well, we're here. You'll hear us in the next episode. Bye.